Hey, everybody. Welcome back on in another edition. Bleeding Claret and Cobalt. Trey Fitzgerald, your host. Ryan Hale, the super producer, the man behind the glass. Today's guests are a couple people who I think have forged a very special connection, whether you know it or not. We have Emma Kramer, the social media manager for Real Salt Lake and all things RSL Pyramid, and Laura Dearden, the official team photographer. You've seen her art, her images on our socials, on our website, and uh, throughout all of the creative that David Dryden, Tyler Gibbons, everybody else uh, implements. This is a, a super fun conversation. Laura and Emma, I don't think get enough love and enough credit for their their tireless efforts, but also uh, the spirit with which they attack their jobs and try to connect our club with uh, the public at large. And Ryan, you were able to hear a lot of this uh, conversation with Laura and Emma. Um, I don't think you had known them very well previously if at all but what was your what was your take on having them kind of be thrown into the fire here and have to reflect on what we just witnessed during a glorious playoff run and also kind of a roller coaster ride of a year yeah it's such a crazy perspective that you have to have to do the uh, media for for a sports team and you can hear it in their voice but it's one of the things that like Laura talks about when she's talking about the drama of trying to have the right lens on your camera for the right time of the game and then you know someone scores a goal and then that's you know <laughs> all bets that, are off that's real you know that's <laughs> a, we, the, the game behind the game is the, yeah. the, the digital media and man I, I have nothing but respect having been in that room a little bit and knowing how intense you know those 90 minutes plus you know five hours after, you yeah. know, it's like that, that, uh, any, any game plus all the stuff going on in the week and everything else. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crazy thing that like a lot of us as fans, we take for granted because we just expect that when we open up Instagram, there's going to be some cool RSL picture there and there's going to mm -hmm. be a tweet from there. But I mean, that's somebody in there doing that. And it's a, uh, it's not an easy job. It's maybe one of the hardest jobs I've ever actually witnessed being done. So yeah. Kind of being that connective tissue between the fan base, the players, like I get it. Like there's a lot of days where, you know, we're pulling at, at players or coaches or owners or whoever to try to execute something to try to further that emotional connection between current fans, potential fans, uh, and the club. And, um, you know, look, everybody's got their good days and their bad days. And sometimes it's hard, but, um, I, I, I've gotten to know these two uh, pretty closely during this playoff run, just kind of all of us being on the road together, all of us collaborating um, with ideas, with trying to execute certain things on super short uh, notice. And um, I just thought it was a lot of fun to ha have them on, to get their their views, their perspectives, their takes on, on what we all just experienced. And, you know, I think it, it bears repeating to anybody listening uh, to this podcast that everybody that works in this club like we're all fans too like part of the reason we're here is because we love the game we love the sport we want to help it grow and uh, we want to connect with with you the fans so here we are Hey gang, I know uh, you've heard us talk about Adam Sessions and, and OneWire, our sponsor here on Bleeding Claret and Cobalt for the last several months. If you need an ISP, an internet service provider, if you're looking for an alternative, maybe you're not a small business owner, but you work for one, tell your boss to check these guys out. You can go find Adam and information about OneWire at onewirefiber.com. 
Uh, get away from the big guys. These guys will take care of you. They have all the expertise and much, much better customer service than anybody else does. Voice, video, text for business, seamless, secure, cost-effective communications. You can modernize your office with one wire, um, add productivity, reduce costs. They provide phone and network features unmatched by anyone. Again, they're Utah born and bred. They love Real Salt Lake. So check them out at onewirefiber.com. Ask for Adam, and I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Okay, here we are back, bleeding Claire and Cobalt, blessed to have Emma Kramer and Laura Dearden in the house 72 hours after a 2-0 loss at Portland, but Emma on social, Laura as a photographer, totally embedded with this team throughout the entire playoff run, throughout the entire Pablo Mastroeni regime, throughout all of 2021. Thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on what a wild, wild ride this has been for Real Salt Lake. Thanks for having us. Super excited to, to be here. I'm, I'm in the presence of greatness right now with you, Trey. Well, we're in the presence of greatness because Laura's here. <laughs> also uh, calm true. Calm down, everyone. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Relax. So can you guys put it into words? Have you had time to kind of reflect and think about holy shit, what, this is what we just did? I've tried to think about it a few times, and it's just like wild thinking back that we went on such a crazy run when everyone predicted there's no way they're even making playoffs. We're going to be bottom of the table all year. And just this team is very much one for dramatics going <laughs> back and forth. Late, late game winners just really, really put you on your toes, especially on social. Uh, I'm sure Laura can agree, switching lenses and... yeah. After every game, I have to put on my short lens, and so I'm. All, I, if Anderson Julio goes in, I know I got to keep my long lens on until the last <laughs> second. And I'm gonna be honest; sometimes I miss those goal celebrations because I just it's it's so late in the game. Yeah. And but we do the best we can. No, it was it was amazing. This team is something something special, and Pablo's brought out such greatness out of the guys, and it was just incredible to watch and be there, even though we lost in Portland. I was just so proud that we made it as far as we did and we were able to tell such great stories on and off the field all season long. Um, it was just, it was a really good year. Can you guys describe kind of how the vibes changed, evolved, emerged, whatever the word is under Pablo? Yeah, just um, even at training, um, Pablo, just a couple of the things that he did to switch it up. He, he started playing music at training and then uh, before every every practice we would get in the huddle and he would have a team member and a staff member say something and you never knew who he was going to call on. So you had to be prepared. Uh, one time I pulled Emma into the circle while she was doing social. And of course he called on her and she had some great motivational words to say to the, nice. to the team. <laughs> What'd you say, Emma? Um, I think it was something along the lines of kick good soccer balls, don't suck and win. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty blunt, just straight to the point. Yeah. Just, you know, they don't need much, and uh, and and I think we won. Uh, Did the trick. Yeah, and that was it well received. Yeah, I mean, I got a few laughs. Uh, I was being super super serious, so I don't know why they were laughing. But uh, good soccer balls, everyone. <laughs> I tweet that quite often. Yes, you so do. So I figured I should say that to them. Um, how did kind of the artistic nature of what you guys do change 
under Pablo? Was it freer? Was it more welcoming? Because, like, Laura, you did so much cool stuff with, you know, the guys' um, tattoos and, you know, the ink stuff and uh, the playoff portraits. Like, I could go on and on. But it just, um, for me, and I came in with only, like, a couple months left in the season, so I, I missed the Freddy stuff. Although I've known Freddie for a long time, but getting to know Pablo, like I just, it made my job so much more fun because he's, he says yes to whatever the universe puts in front of him. But uh, I don't know, try to describe, I guess, how you, how, whatever moments or anecdotes you might have of hanging out with him and what he allowed you to do. So just right off the bat, um, Pablo knows my name. And he says hi to me whenever he sees me. He says, good morning, Laura. And I say, what's up, coach? And just having that rapport with him, like it just feels like I'm part of the team now. Whereas I'm before, I yeah. really didn't feel necessarily like part of that group. But I joined the huddle, even though I'm taking photos, you right. know. And um, he he just um, he's such a team player. Like he he just brings everyone together. He knows wh whenever he sees staff members who aren't even yeah, like I'm not necessarily team staff. I'm I'm around all the time, but, uh, yeah, he just, um, he just is a team player and yeah. I love that about him. Every time you get on like a bus to go to a game, he would just be like, Hey guys, and say hi to every single person who got on the bus. Cause he'd sit front row and he'd see so many people go by, but he would say hi to everyone and say them by name. And it's just nice to have a, someone in charge that really connects everyone together and makes everyone feel like they're important no matter what their job is. And he was great with access and letting us kind of float around, sure. not get in the way, but still just be there capturing everything from training to games. And his his post-game celebrations are top-notch. <laughs> immaculate. I'm tell you, immaculate. The vibes. <laughs> immaculate with Pablo. Oh, vibes we're we're very lucky. Yeah. So like I've always described him as the best communicator we've had in this club probably since Garth Lagerway in 2014. And Garth had that same very unique talent where whether it was Dave Checkett's the founder or Deloitte Hansen, the owner, or the $8 an hour CSC person that is taking tickets, like he had that magical ability to make everybody feel connected. So we always kind of talked about Garth being the glue and obviously Garth left in, in 2014 and we've been searching for that. And I'm not trying to disrespect Freddie. Like Freddie was part of this club for 11 years. I still have a friendship with him, but Pablo immediately came in. And like you guys said, he kind of changed a few things and the ride was just insane. You know, the wins, the losses, the goals, especially those late game dramatics and uh emma you posted something the other day is kind of like your season ending uh thing and it had a pretty cool little video of justin miro knocking <laughs> the phone out of the hand like talk about some of those like end of game crazy celebrations whether it was twice in kansas city whether it was anderson julio uh, against la with that amazing goal obviously rubio rubin goal of the year the moments like we could go on and on and on but wh what were some of those um, I guess moments that stand out. That that Justin Miram knocking knocking my phone out of my hands is like my favorite celebration. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Um, it's funny to watch their personalities develop because I only got here in April, hmm. and so it's hard to sometimes come in to a team, make a connection right at the start of the year. Because sure. usually preseason's a good time 
to do that. Right. Um, so it was great to see my my relationships with the guys evolve and them get more comfortable with me. And I would just sprint out onto the field after the games with my cell phone, and everyone can attest that I am not a runner. I am not <laughs> graceful when I run, and I don't look good doing it. But I will run to wherever they are, they are to get that celebration. And after every game, Rubio would come up to me and be like, three points, let's go. And it would be like his thing. And every game he'd be like, where are you? Are, are you going to post that later? And I'm like, yeah. You always see it. I always tag you. I will 100% post it for you because it's such good content. And little things like that um, was always great. Albert clapping to the fans after Mm -hmm. every game was something I loved to capture just because it just shows the love that he has for the club and for for the fans that come out to support. Even in the rain and after losses, he would circle the riot or go over to wherever the the supporter section was Mm -hmm. and clap to them. And I just think that's... That's really special. How did you guys see Albert grow as a leader throughout the year? Because I felt like I saw it just from the outside and then sort of from the inside. But uh, I I love what I saw from Albert this year. I think Albert took on a really great leadership role on and off the field. Huh. He was He would just chill in the player lounge, talk with the guys. Like He would just build like that friendship that you kind of want in the locker room. It's not, he's not above anyone else. He's just right there with you. He would hang out with the young homegrowns or the academy kids that would come in and be at training. Um, and I think that's really important, not just hanging out with just who your friend is, but making sure you're you're talking to everyone on the team. And I think he did a, did a really good job of that. And he was always open to doing anything we asked, any mm-hmm. type of photo shoot, whether it be- Very supportive, yeah. Yes, whether it be- Shirtless on the beach, taking photos hey, of his tattoos. Those were awesome. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was always down. He He's always willing to help us out. He's like, what do you guys need? Who do you want me to get next for this? And um, I think also just leading by example, like maybe f- like for the playoff shoot, maybe not uh, all of the guys were super stoked to have to stay after training for a bit, but right. he was like, who do you need? And then he would just go and get them for us. So That's he's awesome. definitely a leader by example. Um, what was it like during and after the shootout in Seattle? Stressful. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like shaking the whole time on the sidelines, my hands. I was like, I can't tweet anything. My hands won't stop moving. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have graphics prepared for, for extra time or penalties. And I was like, what is happening? Why are they doing this to me? <laughs> it's like I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> are you guys superstitious at all during the games, during the trips? I, I would say Laura and I are probably the most superstitious of anyone that goes well, on the we road. We haven't compared notes. I'm pretty damn superstitious. Juju, we we really believe in juju. We um, park in the same parking spots when we Whoa. travel to the airport because... Okay. We think that's good luck. Um, we is have, that what happened on Portland? Because we went on a we Friday have, and there was a bunch of spaces that aren't usually taken. Yeah, look, yep. I, we can't point the finger at any <laughs> one person. But. I'm blaming it on the parking spot <laughs> the parking because spot we did everything sure. else down yeah. to a T. Like we we do a pregame sleepover, so <laughs> we have a sleepover before the game and. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Um, we have to make sure we have bananas the next morning. There's it's a just whole thing. There's it's routines a whole thing. that we do for the team that I don't. I don't know. It might factor in all the way down to which wallet Emma brings. So wow. So yeah. so when you go to the hotel, they give you like the key card in the yeah. paper. Yeah. Well, I put my ID, my wallet, or my 
credit card and my room key in that, and then I give it to Laura for the rest of the trip. I put it in my fanny pack. It's all part of the juju. Okay. Don't, don't Ooh, ask too yeah. many questions about it. Look, <laughs> but a few things did go wrong in Portland. That's all we're saying. Hmm. I think I lost my ID somewhere on the field in Portland, so that was bad by me pregame. That that is bad juju. <sighs> Whatever. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like it just is was such a cool year, such a crazy year. How are you guys? I know you guys are finally getting some much deserved time off here, right around the holidays. But it comes at a crazy time, right? We hope to have a permanent coaching announcement. Albert Anderson, Julio, maybe even an owner. Uh, coming up before January 15th when we start again. But how are you guys feeling in terms of like hope, optimism, momentum going forward? I just, I love the way that we ended the season. We had an incredible playoff run and it just feels like um, we get, we get a, we get a break. We get to take a nap and then we're just like ready to go. Nice. This is my, my fourth season in MLS and my first at RSL, but this is the most optimistic I felt Mm. going into a new season and into the off season as well. Yeah. Um, just with what we're going to be able to do next year. I just think we're going to keep building and we proved everyone wrong all year long. And yeah. I just think based off of some of the moves that we can make this off season, especially if we get an owner in and whenever that, that head coach gets nailed down, um, I just, I think we'll be, we'll be running. It'll be great. Awesome. Where do where do you guys find your creative inspiration? So I always say that creativity is a muscle and you have to exercise it. It's not something that just comes to you necessarily. So I think the more that we work with each other, the more we bounce ideas off each other, the more you practice thinking and you practice being creative, then more ideas come to you. So it's not just like, I think uh, sometimes people think creatives just kind of sit around and wait for ideas to come, but that's not the case. Like yeah. we, we work really hard and we, um, you know, consume a lot of content and we, um, at the more, you know, we exercise that muscle, the better content we put out. So it helps being on a really cool team, being surrounded by really cool people. And I would agree. I think, um, here we do a really great job of just brainstorming and bouncing ideas off each other. I send things to Laura daily, constantly, <laughs> all the time. Um, whether it just be like a small TikTok idea or just a new way to lay out photos uh -huh. just to see mm. what's going to stick with our fans. Cause I really like to find you could recreate dope content that another team's done time and time again. Sure. But if it doesn't resonate with your fans, it's not good content for your organization is yeah. how I think of things. And so I like to look at what other teams are doing and how we can adapt it to what our fans enjoy. And mm. I've spent a lot of the year just digging through the analytics and figuring out what, what our fans like. And Laura's photos are always top notch. Nick Lamping's videos, the, those remixes after yeah. the games. Even after a loss, they're just incredible. He's so gifted. And uh, David Dryden does amazing illustrations that always blow up the internet and, mm -hmm. and do super well. So it's fun to work with so many creative people here that no matter what kind of idea you have, someone can always figure out a good way to hone in their skills and make it something that works for us and our fans and our team. How much inspiration do you get from my Broncos and Nuggets tweets? You know, Trey, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Zero. I know. I didn't say that. Mm, you said it with your face. No one can see my face. <laughs> we don't know. They're, they're really great tweets. <laughs> you, you tweet great things. And I love it all. 
If you tweeted <laughs> stuff from the main account that I tweet from my personal account, how much trouble would you get in? A lot of trouble, Trey. Really? <laughs> I think our fans would be very confused. I think we would get a lot of DMs asking who got this account. Actually, one day I did tweet something, and they were like, "Is does Trey have this account today? <laughs> I was like, Is that ah. when you use the word ass in a tweet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I had to go back and see what tweet that was. Oh, that was so funny. I was like, I think no, it was, not today. It was in Seattle after Ochoa, wasn't it? I don't it know. It was recent. It Everything's was really blurring recent. together. Yeah. Oh, um, that was, was such a good She thing. was only allowed one ass per year. <laughs> so I got, she used it. She was yeah. like, I, I got, I'm a, this is the day that I'm going to use it. She was. Yeah. I was so ready. I was like holding it. I'm like, mm-hmm, th- mm. it's happening. This is and, the one. Yeah. And it was the same day we used hell. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Whoa. We're just really, really going wild Off today. the rails. Videos, we did not we did not bleep anything out. Our fans were like, all right, kind of liking this uncut version. <laughs> what, did, what is it about, this is the last question um, before a final message, but what is it about our fan base and your interactions with them that inspires you or reinforces thoughts, ideas, feelings? Um, just, I guess the connection that you guys have with, with the fans. I, I love our fans. I think they're amazing. They are so much fun to interact with on social. Um, even but how is it different than what you experienced in Colorado or Columbus? Um, when I worked at Columbus, it was a very hard year that was during save the crew. Okay. So 2018, that was, was a hard year, just a super hard year. We couldn't post much of fans just because every photo had like save the crew stuff on it mm. and we just weren't allowed to touch it based off of who the owner was at the time so we just it was hard to connect with the fans that didn't really understand that front office didn't have any say in anything mm. that was happening so yeah. that portion of things was really really weird and then colorado's fans are are interesting um they don't always love what's happening on the field and same on social so it's there wasn't much dialogue. Yeah. The fans didn't didn't like to have have conversations as much. Whereas here, I can I can tweet things like "How are you guys feeling during the game?" and I'll get so many messages, and I will just go back and forth. Even some people who like are like, "You guys have to play better," and I'm like, "Well, I just put things on the internet." <laughs> so, and they're like, "Well, I know that," but like, tell them. And I'm like, "All right, I shot a paper airplane down. Don't worry. Problem. We'll make that sub in like <laughs> five minutes. Don't worry. I got you." And even after that that final Portland game. I we got so many tweets at us that were like thank you so much admin. It was like hmm. just the love that I feel from the fans on social all the time that are like don't yell at admin. She's she's not in charge of what's happening on the field. She's not she's not playing in this game. Yeah, they're losing 6 to 1 in Portland. It's not her fault. Please be nice. Well, you Miss mean Chuck. you don't <laughs> control Freddie's substitution patterns? I, I don't and a lot of people think I do I know. and wish I did. <laughs> um I wish I did too because it would have probably saved me a lot of a lot of angry angry tweets. Laura, you grew up here. So uh, and you've been around the club on the community side before mm-hmm. You got over to the team side. I guess kind of what's been your experience watching the fans react, whether it's to things that happen on the field, off the field, your art, Emma's words, whatever. Yeah, I think I, I'm in a unique position because I worked in the community for a good year and a half before I became team photographer. And um, so I've been able to work with fans on volunteer projects and work with the RSL Unified team. And mm. so like – 
I know all all the Special Olympics kids and they always shout down to me like nice. when I'm on the pitch and it's just really cool to have built some of those relationships. Um, even now I, st- uh, I still shoot some community stuff and so yeah. I get to interact with some of those fans and it's just um, really, I don't know, it's just special to like know and pick out certain people in the crowd and just be like, oh, these are like homies, yeah. you know? Like, and we're all just at this big party in the stadium and we're just watching football and like having a good time. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been really cool and special. And um, even having Emma come this year and just being able to see the voice of RSL kind of change and evolve and become something that's like, so cool and mm. so fun and like seeing our social interaction just like shoot up it's yeah. been it's been just incredible and we're just yeah here to have a good time awesome you know? play some football <laughs> can i i know i said last question i lied um can you guys each pick out one moment that made you guys cry this year do you want me to start uh, i i know you go uh after seattle I went back, we went back in and we were editing stuff and I just sat there and I started crying and Laura took I got a photo, a photo of me. I got a photo. And I'm like, oh my God, they did it. And I was so excited. I could hear Pablo giving like the speech because our room just happened oh. to be right next to the locker room, which doesn't usually happen. We're not that close, so we can't always hear what Pablo says to the guys. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to go all the way. We're going to do it. Yeah. And I started crying and I was like, this is, a, this is incredible. I love this team. How about you? I'm not. I'm not a crier. You're not a crier. Yeah, but I will say uh, a moment that I thought was like super special was we were waiting at the airport to go get on the plane, and four homegrown players were sitting like they, you know, those good little boys get there early, and Pablo <laughs> was there, and he just looks over at them, and it was just a, you know, it just a, a normal Pablo moment, but yeah. he says. He says, did you guys know when you're in the academy, you were going to be waiting to get on a plane to go to the Western Conference final? And, like, I just got chills. Yeah. And they were all, like, you know, the it was Jay Glad and Aaron and Brody and, and Eric Holt. Yeah. And they were just. Just, like, like, beaming. Yeah. Uh, like their so smiles cool. got it so big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was special. just such a moment. Yeah. Um, I think I may have shared this with you guys, but I was somewhere with Tony Beltran after – I guess it it must have been the Tuesday after the Portland loss, so like yesterday or the day before. Anyway, he starts telling me a story. Uh, we're talking about like the whole run, and and he starts telling me a story. He was at home with his family when we were all in Kansas City on decision day, and he's got his four-year-old on his lap or next to him. He's got his two twins on his lap. His wife is next to him, and they're watching, and it's stoppage time in Kansas City, and they still like believed – to the point that his four-year-old kid, God, I'm going to get choked up again, starts <laughs> singing Believe like a minute before Demir scores. And that's just like encapsulates so much for me about this club and the people on and off the field and how much um, they fight for each other. So anyway, that was my like, holy crap, I'm crying moment. So anyway, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today and uh, sharing your viewpoints, your perspectives, your thoughts as always. Um, Do you guys want to tell people where they can connect with you on your personal socials? Oh, sure. Well, first, thanks for having us. Always. Um, I was so nervous. 
But you shouldn't. You're be. really great, Trey. So this was super easy. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, I won't. You can cut that out later. <laughs> um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Emma C Kramer or on Instagram at Emma Cachet, which no one will be able to know how to spell that. Emma Cachet. That's how you say it. That's how that's you say how you, it. That's, that's how you. That's, yeah. That's what. That's what I read whenever I see it. Yeah, that's what I read too. Yeah. yeah. Lobo what, just started following you, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. Justin Portillo calls me that when he sees me. Mm. Emma Kachat. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how he refers to me. Uh, I'm Laura Lee Images on all platforms. So follow me. Check out some cool photos. Her photos are great. And she's a great stories are, are great too. She's can a great I, follow. Can I have a quick bonus segment of you guys doing the play-by-play on the stepsisters uh, photo shoot? Yeah, look. Um, we, I'm going to give all the credit to Laura yeah. here, minus the Christmas tree. Yeah, okay. So I'll take that. We got matching RSO cruise um, Black Friday. <laughs> some By people accident. say we're codependent. We're Would codependent people... Live not in want to do the podcast places. together. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, just uh, we we like to have when we work from home, we work from one of our homes, usually hers. So I worked from her home, and we uh, happened to be wearing our same sweatshirts. And I was like, This is grab your camera, Emma. We're doing this. We yeah, made a cute we set it up, we lit it, and then she was thing. like, You know what? We're gonna take it like a step further. Before it was just gonna be the photo. Not like super stepbrothers tie in, and then we're like, nah, let's like cut to. the background out. We have to. We'll make it a whole thing. And we were really, really expecting like a phone call from Tyler Gibbons actually <laughs> after telling us like this was the greatest thing he ever saw. Um, we didn't get that. A little upset MLS didn't retweet us. I thought Yet. that would happen too. Yet. So you know how I feel when Emma doesn't retweet my gold daily, hourly. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a similar feeling. Let's see. It's My so favorite fun. comment to that picture was somebody who shall rename nameless saying, oh my God, you're matching. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, duh, that's what stepsister, whatever. It, it was, it was kind of, was it planned? <laughs> I don't know. Look, we can't give away all our secrets. Okay. True. Anyway, you guys are awesome. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys on the road and getting to know you and watching everything. And... I, for one, and I probably speak for almost everybody, cannot be more excited about 2022. Very excited. We're excited to have you back, too. Thank you. Thank great you. to have yeah. you here. I appreciate that. So you guys have a great Christmas holiday season, and uh, preseason is unfortunately right around the corner. We'll be back soon. Yes. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be back ready to go. More, more great content coming your way. Awesome. Can't wait. Okay, everybody, Bleeding Claret and Cobalt, thank you again so, so much for all your support via our socials at Claret Cobalt on Twitter, at Claret Cobalt on Instagram, anchor.fm slash Claret and Cobalt. We appreciate all your comments, all your feedback, all your support. Please download, rate, listen, share, subscribe. We need your help. We need to keep growing. We can't wait for 2022. We'll continue to bring you a lot of behind-the-scenes content, unique perspectives locally and nationally about our beloved Real Salt Lake. So thank you 
to Ryan Hale for being the bones, the muscle, the brains of this operation. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a voice. And uh, and we love it. And we've had so much fun uh, interacting with everybody. And, and here's to a great 2022 campaign coming up for RSL and all of Utah soccer. 